This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulls are off and running, and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Organizations Win Championships, your Chicago Bulls podcast on Odyssey 2400 Sports. What number is this for us? Did we figure it out? Is it 63? I think it is. It sounds know. right to me. I'm Dan Bernstein. That's Jason Bernstein along with our producer, James Jackson. We're going to have some fun today. Talk about the Bulls one and one stretch since we last left you. It was a must win that they lost and a must win that they won with a very loose definition of must win. I was going to say, <laughs> I was, I, I, I was going to say that, but you beat me to it. Must win in what context, shall we say, for the playing? Or, or beyond, I'm, I'm holding them to their standard. Last year, their standard, being competitive. Yes, last year, their standard was tough out. This year, their standards being competitive and or getting above 500. I think the loss to Orlando was garbage, especially coming right out like we're competitive. This roster's good. We don't have to make any trades. That's you got to go down there and beat them. You have to go down there, and even though they're their matchups against them for whatever reason, they just have not even before Bunkero, they haven't seemed to match up. Well, that was, that was kind of gross to drop that one. Yeah. And Jonathan Isaac came off the bench and really impacted game, especially defensively he had 12 rebounds and three blocks and a plus 10 in only 25 minutes. I mean, for, for somebody to come off the bench and make that much of a defensive impact, it, it makes a difference. And, we look at another Florida State forward who is not playing right now, mm-hmm. and it just seems like every other one of their guys that is in the league, whether it be Isaac, Devin Vassell, and obviously Scotty Barnes, it, it's just frustrating knowing that the Bulls have one of Leonard Williams' guys, and he just isn't as good Leave it to them to get the wrong Florida State guy, right? Somehow, of course. somehow they catch of a course. Brick, right? And he's he's not even bad. It's just everybody else is better and at least more aggressive because Williams might be the most talented out of all of the guys, yet he's still the worst, which is weird. But somehow the Bulls managed to mess it up. I would assume who played well, made seven of 12 shots, including five of eight from three-point range. 
I didn't necessarily like at the end that they brought an extra defender over that we, where you don't necessarily need it and it starts screwing things up. Kobe had was only two of 11 from three point range. Vucevic, one of seven. DeRozan, one of four. Make more threes. Please. Make Please. more of them. 12 isn't enough for an NBA team. They're just not scoring enough points in large part because they're not making enough threes. I mean, Orlando only made 13, but it's more than 12. Feels like every single game they play, they always hit fewer threes than the, than the opponent, no matter who they play and, and, and take significantly less. No, I've always liked Franz. I know. He's, he's he's so tough. They have a very difficult time matching up with him, and he ends you know up why? Because he's really good at basketball. Yeah, that's kind of the problem, is it not? I wish the Bulls had more forwards that could handle the ball and score the way he can. And it's, then it's the basketball, other one, and and Boncaro didn't even play his best game, and he still had 19 points. It's. And it's eight assists. I didn't even know his assist total was that high. So at least they well, Orlando Orlando's all right. Or, they, Orla- I like Orlando. Yeah, they're, they're, and they're, they're fun. They're, they're better. Fun. They're better than the Bulls. They're they're decidedly yes. better than the Bulls. Because but because they're more talented, it's crazy what happens when you try to build a roster, either restart it or make moves in the offseason or at the deadline. Wow, something may happen when you try to get good players that fit modern NBA basketball, it's instead of having DeMar DeRozan, I I love DeRozan, but he's a dinosaur. I love Vucevic, but he's not shooting well from three and he can't jump. I love Vucevic. Uh, Do I love Vucevic? I don't know if I love Vucevic. He's kind of annoying. I wish he could jump. (laughs) Then at least in the next game, the Bulls put four over 20 and both Io DeSumo and DeMar DeRozan have 29, a career night for Io DeSumo on both ends of the floor, 12 of 18 from the field. He follows up his five of eight three-point shooting game with five of seven to go along with seven assists. I mean, just a remarkable game because, as usual, he's Trey Young kryptonite. Io is now seven and two against Trey Young, and Trey Young, he shot three of 14, only two of 10 from three-point range and was a game- I mean, he still had 14 assists. But he did, but he was a minus 14 yeah. in the game. And I'll say that Atlanta's a terrible defensive team. Like you better shoot like this against them. You better score enough points against them. So I'm not gonna gonna throw any parades for a I win mean, over the 13 Hawks. of 28 from three is not what I'd like to see. I it's not it's not the percentage, it's just the the, the number of attempts. When a team takes 43 threes in a game and you only take 28, more than likely you're going to lose that game. So they got they got out of here a little a little bit lucky if 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 you want to put it that way. And I I uh it just they don't shoot enough. They don't shoot enough. We usually lead off our shows by telling you what the uh, standings are. And this has been all year. The Bulls. Oh, and I also want to say Bogdanovich every time. Any Bogdanovich. Every time. Every time. Any Bogdanovich. I feel like it's always Bogey or uh, Bogdan. 
however you say his name. Oh, I feel Bojan like too. Any bug, any, anybody named by Peter, the late director, Peter Bogdanovich would get 20 against the Bulls. The record is 26 and 28. They're ninth in the NBA East. That's just what we say all year in offensive rating, 20th of 30 defensive rating 16th of 30 net rating 20th they have been what they've been and i think those two games at least serve to say they're not as good as orlando they're definitely better than atlanta they're exactly where they should be mid yeah they're they they're so they're so unbelievably mediocre and i i know you didn't mention it that memphis game was so stupid <laughs> what the what the hell was that? They started a G League lineup and they almost lost. Yeah, it was bad. Ugh, that was really bad. That was uh, uh, like Jacob Gilliard is coming off of their bench. That that's the Richmond dude, the little the oh, little guy, and like, NCAA lead all time leader in steals. I will say that Memphis is very well coached. Oh Taylor, yeah, Taylor Jenkins got a G League roster playing really hard and sometimes I will say though Gigi Jackson I really like him. Didn't he they just sign play. him? Yeah, they just signed him to a to a big contract. They might have had him on a two-way or some entry level. He was a second round pick. I think he's he's super young and he he can really play. I I and their guy Tosan I don't know how to say his last name. Ev Buwan Ebwan, I saw him play against the Bulls G League team because he was on the Motor City Cruise when I covered one of the games. And I think that they probably just signed him to a 10-day. And he's not good. Like, their roster just isn't good. And the they still were really in that game. I will say I do like Santi Aldama because he can shoot. Jaron Jackson Jr. is obviously a player, like a really good player. He's a defensive player of the year. But other than that, that lineup, oh, my goodness. What the hell? Scotty Pippen Jr. was starting. Yeah, this is pretty, ridiculous. Pretty brutal. Uh, we promised as on social media, we put it out there, questions for a mailbag. And we decide every once in a while we do this. And it is Bulls-related, sometimes tangentially Bulls-related. We got responses via Twitter. We got responses via Instagram. I actually had one that was emailed in. And what? Yeah. I mentioned something on the air and an email was sent in. How does so somebody know your email? They know the show email from uh, when we were on the air. Okay. So this is, uh, let, let me, I'm, I'm going to start with this because this is clearly a longtime listener and a frequent listener of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. This is from Spencer, who says, Bernstein's, I propose a ridiculous exercise. Oh, God. It is ridiculous enough to distract you from doom spiraling for a minute or two. Okay. I want to hear you come up with a possible path to the Bulls being a top three team in the East in the next three years. As completely implausible as it may be. In this scenario... You have the same constraints the Bulls have now, but you're guaranteed amazing luck. For example, Patrick Williams is signed to a cheap extension and blossoms on that deal. Kobe White's arrow continues up, adds a couple more points and assists per game and stays healthy. 
turns out Vooch has a lingering foot thing or something that clears up and he can be a contributing player again. He adds parenthetically, this one feels really desperate. Four, two years of your mid first round draft picks hit. One's a star. So Dalen and. Or whoever they may pick in the next couple of years. And then five, some team thinks they can fix Zach and gives you another shot at a mid first round draft pick for him. No, even all that, uh, the only they thing still suck. Even all of well, that they don't suck, but isn't I don't know if that's top three in the East because you're not better Celtics. than you're not better than a Giannis team. Celtics, so you're not better Boston's than number one. Right? You're not better Boston's than going Embiid to the finals. Team. I'm saying it right now. You're not better than an Embiid team, even though he's 30 now. People forget that, and you're definitely not better than Boston. And that doesn't even tell you where the Cavs are going to be. They're 16 and one over the last yeah. 17 or something. Where the Heat may be as hard as they try to always make it work. I, I, I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't know if I can do un, unless there is something just. Can bizarre. we trade for Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, I forgot about him. He's in the East too, isn't he? Yeah, I like him a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I a lot. Even if you, we say Patrick Williams blossoms to what extent? And exactly, and, I was going to say, is he a fringe All Star or is he blossom or is he the second coming of Kawhi Leonard? That's the question. To the way he blossoms, and we know he's not going to be Kawhi Leonard. And I doubt that he'll ever be a fringe all-star at this point. It's pursuant to number four, two years of mid first round draft picks hit one's a star. How big a star? What are we talking about? Are we talking like a Donovan Mitchell style draft pick where somebody in the middle of the draft is that good? If we're, if we're talking about a Zach Levine style draft pick, I might just leave the room. (laughs) It's or Devin Booker type thing. Or I mean, well, Devin Booker, Devin Booker's really good. That's wild card. That's this, doing a lot this of this. This question is very depressing, complicated, and depressing. Here's it's, another question: Like you have to go, yeah. you you have to make it so unreasonable to the to the point where the Bulls could be competitive for anything meaningful within three years. Well, I feel like Spencer has been doing some bi- doom spiraling of his own. <laughs> I, I think I think he created this for himself more than for us. Well, thanks for the attempt, though, Spence. We appreciate it. Yeah, um, well, I, I think I think we needed uh, a, a we needed to see if there was any light at the end of the tunnel with this. And I don't know, man. I don't know. We're hoping for the best, as I'm sure you are, but it's tough. Matt wants to know. If the Bulls could draft anyone in the next NBA draft, who would you want them to pick? Oh, Alexander Saar. Without question. He's the Frenchman? Yeah, he's he's the he's a seven two Frenchman. Or not seven two, seven foot, six eleven, you know, modern can do everything big man. He's not Wemby, but he's another one of these French dudes that they're manufacturing. Well, there's another one. I don't even know how it's pronounced. Zachary Risache. No idea. 6'9", He's a swing forward, also a French player. I don't, I, I don't know. I like uh, Rob Dillingham a lot out of Kentucky. Kentucky? 
Yeah, uh, I know. I know that shifty, quick guards is not necessarily their number one priority right now, because it seems like they've found somebody for that role. Thank God. But Rob Dillingham is really interesting just because of how athletic he is at his position, and he can do he he can do a lot of things at the point guard position. When I look at the mock draft at nbadraft.net at the moment, they have the Bulls at 11 taking Filipowski, Kansas shooting guard Johnny Furphy. Furphy. <laughs> Johnny Furphy. I don't know who that is. I F- like it. I like the Kentucky R- shooting guard. Forgot his name. Why? Reed Shepard? Yeah. Reed Shepard, they have going ninth to Oklahoma City. Okay. Kyle Filipowski would be on the board. He's projected to go to Orlando at 16. Uh, he's he's basically he's friends Wagner light I don't know what they I don't I don't know if they could deal with another big man I think I think they need a true lead guard I like Cole Anthony I like Jalen Suggs but I think they need and Markel Fultz is there forgot about him but I think they need a real guard even though a point guard is kind of a dying breed JJ Redick went on to talk about this but I, I still think they need somebody at, at, at the helm that can be a front court and back court facilitator, not back court, like a half court and full court facilitator, not front court. and back court. That would fit the original vision, obviously, without even mentioning the name that he who should not be named. Uh, this is on Instagram. Jessica says, how would you fix the team next year? If you have this current roster, how do you maximize effectiveness? You can't. You yeah. trade it all away. Yeah, short of maximizing effectiveness, this team, if you absolutely right now maximize everybody's effectiveness, say you get lucky, everybody's healthy by play in playoff time, whatever, this team is at most six, a six seed and losing to whoever ends up in the three spot. It's it's and next year it's really difficult because we don't they said they would like to resign DeRozan I believe or maybe DeRozan said he'd like to come back we don't know what's going to happen with Levine Williams is still a question mark I think the only guy that they really know about is Kobe White who is going to be a part of their whatever they consider to be their future but they don't really have one so it's very so if they the, the way they maximize their effectiveness is by getting rid of everybody. <laughs> I, I know that sounds. It's cynical. and I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I'm I not know. trying to doom spiral. I actually mean that. I agree because I, I think I think that's the right thing to do. You tear it down. You build from the bottom up. You get a bunch of athletic guys. You get a bunch of shooters. Uh, the, like out of the draft or mid level exception, whatever you can do, you have to tear it down in order to build back up. This from Edward also on Twitter. What Eastern Conference playoff team, if any, do the Bulls match up particularly well against where they could pull off an upset as a low-seeded or play-in team? Are we talking about that the, it would have to be a top-seeded team, like a top three, top two-seeded team? I will say this maybe Bucks Philly, team, maybe this, Philly. Well, this Bucks team is not as good as previous Bucks teams, but they're still considerably better than the Bulls. I would say Philly with a healthy Embiid. And in the past, I, they've done okay against the Celtics, but not not in a real series. Right, exactly. You, you mean they, you would, they would, you would, they would steal a game? They would. They would, they would get. Abs- 
Yeah, they would get they would get absolutely destroyed by Boston. I think they could. I don't think they would win, but I think they could give Philly maybe two games. Theoretically, I just think I think they really match up well against that team. I I think Kobe White on Tyre. I, I think the Kobe White Tyrese Maxey matchup. It, it's going to be high scoring, but I think that could be that that could be worth watching. And Embiid, as good as he is, it's tough to see him going far in the playoffs because I feel like so much of his game is so scoring based in ISO and ISO ball. And he shoots a lot of mid range jumpers. People don't realize that he's great at it and he doesn't miss, but he shoots a lot of mid range jumpers and the bulls might have a couple games where Kobe white's feeling it or somebody else is feeling it. I think that that's a team that they could only really give any kind of run or any kind of run their money for <laughs> words in order correct uh this this question from mf thoughts 33 do you have a favorite rockford lightning memory okay that's you a single memory probably not because i i just think the idea of being young and having a job and having sort of having no real responsibilities other than work was that it's that's the memory the memory of just being able to dive into everything that i was doing unconcerned with anything else in the rest of my life and living in a city was incredibly inexpensive in which to live so feeling like there was nothing you couldn't do having super inexpensive public golf and also working with the baseball team and being around a lot of young people who were also in the media uh, it was it was the whole thing, and it's it was a hundred years ago. One yeah. for you here, Jay. Old ass motherfucker. Oh wow! Hey, <laughs> wow! One <laughs> truth comes out, man. This Ooh. is uh, from Shy Town Fan ninety eight. This question for Jason. <laughs> All right. Does Bucknell have a chance at the tournament, and or do they have to win their conference tournament? Thanks, love the pod. Okay. The second question I'll answer first here, any team in the Patriot League has to win the Patriot League tournament in order to get into the tournament. Nobody is – Colgate is 11-1 and one in the conference, yet they, if they don't win the tournament, there's no shot they're getting in. They would still be a 15-seed or something. Do I believe Bucknell has a chance to win the, win the Patriot League tournament and then get into the NCAA tournament? I do. Hmm. I do. I think they need – the one thing – that needs to happen is they need to be healthy because they've had a few injuries this year. And we have a, I'll say we, we have a first year head coach. And I think in order to maximize his strengths, I think he needs to have everybody healthy. And if, if, if people are hurt, it'll be a struggle and I don't, I don't think they'll make it, but do they have a chance Definitely. I think they're one of the more talented teams in the Patriot League. And every every single game, they even in the Patriot League that they've lost, has been really close every single time. Except for one, which was on Saturday, and I didn't go to that game. Oh, was that the BU but, game? Yeah, that was, it was just bad. Yeah, I lost, a, I, I lost a beer bet on that one. Thanks. Thanks a lot there. 
Bison. Uh, Jim wants to know via Twitter, where do you gents think Io's ceiling is, or has he reached it already? That's tough to say, especially with the way he's been playing recently. I, I Are we saying ceiling in terms of, is he an all-star? No. Is he a starter on a playoff team? Probably not. As a at like peak, peak, tough to say. I would say he's. Mm, that's a really good question. I think he could be a rotational player on a champion. Yeah. I. Uh, Does that make sense? I'm like, trying. You, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a player comp. Yeah. I mean, you know how many bums are like when you see Cameron Payne on what, some good team playing in the playoffs, there's always somebody you're like, what means is he's that well guy? Coached. I, I think he's I think Io is better than a lot of randos on good teams. I think he could be a contributor. I'm, I'm trying to think of players. He's a I would say comp. he's a tough comp because of his lack of athleticism. That's why I think what I'm going to say is he won't be this good. But I would say. A, a, a cheaper version of Derek White, like a Derek White light, I think, hmm. is what he can be. And Derek White is a fringe all-star this year, and he's been absolutely fantastic. But I, I don't, and I don't think Io can get there. But their play styles are similar. They're not great leapers. Io's starting to shoot it pretty well now, and they're both really, really, really solid defenders. And so I think, I think he could be a poor man's Derek White. That's that's my comp. It's a t- this year he's shooting forty one percent. No, Derek. Point range. Who I or Derek? I O. I O. Forty one. He's up ten percent over last year, and if he keeps shooting at that rate, if he if he's normalizing, he's gonna be tough to keep off the floor. If he's normalizing around forty percent, we're talking about something very different. But the problem with the, with comping him is he is athletic defensively, but not necessarily a, as a basket attacker. He's that's gotten, why that, that's why I said Derek White because he's not really a no. He's not known for making super explosive plays on the offensive end, but he he's known for making some real highlight plays defensively. And so that's, that's I guess what, that's what, what I'll, at every point play. that I've doubted him at every point that I've said, eh, he's, he's just proved this, you wrong. Or, eh, he's just that he's, he's found a way to blow right through it. So he's definitely earned some benefit of the doubt for me. Yeah. And, it, and it's been great to watch his shot fall. I think the, I think the entire, uh, both of us, he, it's, it, I think it's getting to the point where when I see him shoot it, I'm not say I, I used to think, Oh, he's going to miss it. Not anymore. I think I, 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 no matter what happens, I think that that was a shot worth taking. Last question from Joshua, also on Twitter. What is one thing that Karnishevis and Eversley do better than Gar Foreman and John Paxson? I can't Ow. think of any. And the complete, he says the complete lack of activity and transactions by this regime is maddening. Do they have pulses? What's one thing that this Tusum does better than their predecessors. Hire a goddamn basketball coach. Garpax hired Jim Boylan. That's what I'll say. To hire a coach that knows how to coach and not look at an animal and call it a cephalophoid. 
I think that is absolutely fair. But the point is, the point of the question is made. I do understand. They haven't made enough of a difference for what we were expecting when they were saying, oh, we're going to make huge changes, this and that. They had and they had that big 2021 offseason splash with the Lonzo and DeRozan. And yes, that that half year was awesome. It was fantastic. I I loved every bit of it. Yet we knew it wasn't going to be like that the, the entire time. And ever since then, it's just been dire. And so. I would say that what I want them to do better mm-hmm. and what I believed they would do better based on their history in Toronto and Denver, respectively, is develop. I Toronto, always wait, that, wait Evers, Eversley was. Yes, Eversley was involved I, in. I thought it, I thought he was Philly, but his but he, he was involved with Van Vliet and Siakam. Like the, the stuff that he did, that that's what I was most excited for. What I thought would make the biggest difference would be adding value through development. And there's All been right. a little bit. Io's developing. I was going to say Io, Kobe. Kobe. Kobe White's developing. And don't look now, and you can crap on me for this. Are you going to say Dalen? He's getting better. Yeah. Dalen, Dalen here is getting better. And I was talking to somebody who is with the organization uh, an off the record text conversation. And I made that observation. And what I got back was you're not wrong. And I said, defensively, he's much more aware Particularly, and, and he's, he's recognizing how to vary his, his speed on offense a little bit. His handle has improved. So I've got him circled that I've found there's been a, 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 a notable increment of development if it he also looks stronger yeah but if he, i don't know what it means but i have to acknowledge that i've seen it but the one guy that we've been waiting on to develop and blossom yeah hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't and injuries have been a problem there but yep. that that would be the biggest one is unlocking whatever's left of patrick williams with a contract decision looming yep it sucks Time now for the OWC College Showdown. Now, I'm going a bit off the script because there it is. Going a bit off the script here because of a performance last night. Jason still got some vintage players for me to name the colleges. But I'm going to start here because if last night, did you see the stat line that Victor Wembanyama put up? Oh, it was... Tw- uh... A triple-double with blocks and five assists. Correct. So, immediately you're thinking, all right. And 20-point triple-double. Now now you start to think he is a candidate for one of the rarest achievements ever in the I NBA. I already. Who's the only player to do, like, 20, 10, 10, and 5? Nope. Okay. There have been four. There have been four quadruple doubles. Ah. In the history of the NBA. All right. So who am I naming the four? I, can you name the four people all right. who have, and it's not all the same stats. Yeah, no, it's okay. Okay, here we go. It's tough because of the time period, but is Wilt on there? He's not. Right. That's what I thought. Because he probably did, but. Because they didn't record it. Record it. Hakeem. Yes. Akeem Olajuwon, March 29th of 1990, 18.16 rebounds, 11 blocks, and 10 assists. Very good. There are two. No, don't. Two from the same team. Don't. Okay. Is it David Robinson and Tim Duncan? 
David Robinson has won. Good job. Oh, but not Tim Duncan. Okay. No. So now two from the same team. Hold on. David Robinson, February 17th, 1994. He's the he is the last guy to do it. 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 blocks. Okay. Now I so now I'm assuming these guys played for the same team. There Was is it different one... eras. Different era. Okay, don't, don't. No, don't no, no, so no, 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 no. The last two are not from the same team. This guy is on the same team. Did it with the same oh, team from as Jane Robinson. Rod. It's not Rodman, obviously. No. Is it? Artis Gilmore when he was there? No, no? not a bad guess. in San Antonio, right? I'll give you a hint. George Gervin. No. Okay. Or didn't want to pass the ball or do much of anything uh, other than score. It, this guy did it with steals. Ooh, he had twenty points, eleven David, rebounds, ten assists, and steals. The, he said David Robinson was the last person to do it. Mm-hmm. This guy so, did it in nineteen eighty six. San Antonio. In that year, he was an all-star. He was both most improved player and defensive player of the year. It's a really underrated NBA guy for peak value. I I have no clue. It's Alvin Robertson. Never would have gotten that. Okay. Alvin Robertson was the only NBA player ever to record a quadruple double that involves steals. The last name was a bull. He did it as a bull? Did it as a bull. Okay. It's not, is it Michael Jordan? No. No, because, all right. It's not Pip? Nope. Is it Artis Gilmore, as I mentioned earlier? Nope. Is it Bob Love? It is not. Is it Jerry Sloan? It is not. Is it Rod Higgins? <laughs> no, it's it's not. I will. He did it in 1974. Oh, hell no. I don't know who this is. He's a Hall of Famer. But his jersey isn't retired? Nope. Because he only played 74-75 for the Bulls. He was known much more as a San Francisco slash Golden State Warrior. Seven-time NBA All-Star. Hall of Famer. No. Center. Center. Okay. Uh, He's right in that second tier of all-time great centers. Okay. Big, strong. I mean, strong as an ox. I have no clue. Nate Thurman. Oh, okay. I knew that. I would have never gotten it, but I do know who. I didn't. I don't think I knew he was a bull. Yep. Nate Thurman in his first game for the Bulls. His very first game for the Bulls, October 18th, 1974, <laughs> 22, 14, 13, and 12. That's okay. Yeah. Welcome to Chicago, Nate. Well, there you have it. So that could be well, the best game in Bull. Oh, well, well, Michael. There's somebody, there's somebody there. Uh, all right, your turn. Fire away for some uh, some vintage college names. Former. Miami and Boston guard Sherman Douglas. Syracuse, come on. Former Bucks guard Eric Murdoch. Oh, God, Eric Murdoch. Murdoch. 
Murdoch, I'm coming to get you. Uh, it's red. The team is red. And it's it's like it's red team. It's Arkansas. It was not a red team. Oh. Providence. <laughs> it was Providence. All right. Well, then I had them mixed up you with somebody. You were way off. Well, now they're red. Well, my face is red. Maybe I'm you had them mixed up with Mookie Blaylock or something? No, I didn't mix up with Mookie damn Blaylock. Because it's a red team near Arkansas. Stop it. Finally. Yes. Former Nuggets forward Calvin Nat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Calvin Nat. Uh, Calvin Nat. I don't. I've got no clue. Um... He Calvin that went to Canisius. He went to Louisiana Monroe. Okay, <laughs> Calvin Nat. Thanks for that, Calvin. He averaged Nat. seventeen points a game. Put some respect on his name. Sorry. Come on, man. All right. Well, that is going to do it. Uh, we'll, we'll hit you again at the All Star break here on organizations win championships. So what I want you to do is listen to it I, and download it and rate it and like it and share it and anytime someone comes over your house you don't let them leave until they have listened to it and subscribed to it